If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode two of our show. How are you, Aid? How was your week? My week was good. Just surviving, you know, coronavirus. Another week. <laughs> I know that's a win in 2020. But yeah, I think something that's really helped because again, the days, the weeks, the months, everything seems to be running together. But I will sh- say that the reality shows like TLC, Lifetime, We, Bravo, They've done a good job of having like shows in the bank to keep us moving and keeping us afloat, something to distract us. I know last week we mentioned a couple of shows that we're watching and we wanted to share with you guys some of the reality shows that we're watching. So Aid, what are some of the shows that you're currently watching, reality shows that you're currently watching? I love me some 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After and Before the 90 Days. Um, I am watching New York and Beverly Hills Housewives because they're both the ones on now. I'm very excited to start Potomac in two weeks. I just picked up Love After Lockup again. I had missed a couple seasons um, due to cable, but now that I have better cable, Mm -hmm. I'm able to watch Love After Lockup. And um, I don't know if I'm going to continue. Um, By my count, the contestants, participants, whatever you want to call them, have 20 plus children. And it makes me uncomfortable when kids are involved (laughs) in something so trashy. So we shall see whether I stick with love after lockup. But that's probably the one that I'm like most watching out for. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. What have you been watching this week? I do find that life after lockup, I enjoy more than love after lockup. But yeah, that's a fair enough reason why you may or may not continue. But yes, as I mentioned last week, reality shows are my forte, my happy place. So I watch a lot of them. Currently, I am watching The Challenge. Yes, it's still on. And yes, it's on MTV. 
I am watching RuPaul's Drag Race, like eight. I'm watching all the 90 Day Fiancés and Real Housewives. And then I'm watching Love and Marriage Huntsville, which is on OWN, and Family of Fiancé, which is also on OWN. And in August, it's just been announced today that on the 5th of August, my favorite, favorite every summer show, Big Brother 22, will be coming back. I've been watching that since the inception. And fun fact, the first winner was from my college alma mater. Um, the, back then, the winners were voted by the audience. And I remember at the University Center, there was a phone set up. So we could each line up, all of us just line up and vote for the winner. But it worked because he actually won. But I've been a fan ever since. <laughs> Good job, you guys, on creating that winner, the, the first <laughs> Big Brother. I watched Big Brother for a couple of summers. And then I just didn't anymore. Um, I do find that I don't watch a lot of the competition-based reality TV. And I know you do. Yeah. Um. I think the only the only one I could I think I've watched recently is Top Chef, and that was another show that I had taken a long break from. But I'm thinking, but I went back. I'm thinking about going back to Big Brother. You know, we'll see, we'll see. No, you should. And actually, this season is all anticipated because much like Survivor, which both are hosted on CBS, Survivor just recently had the best season, um, which was just all stars, just some of the greats from every. All, everybody on there was a winner. Somebody had to have won a season. And this season of Big Brother is going to be all-stars. And there's just been so much speculation about who's going to be on the show, who's in quarantine, who's not. Because it's starting later because of the virus. They have to quarantine and they do a lot of testing with the cast, with the crew. So it's pretty exciting times in the Big Brother community. We're just like, we can't wait for this. But it is a commitment. It's three days a week. So <laughs> we, like I said, we'll see. We'll see. This week I did, you know, to swing it back to our main squeeze, um, Married at First Sight, I did watch Unfiltered. Why do you not watch Unfiltered? <sighs> I don't watch Unfiltered because I just think there's only so much they can do. There's not much. I know I shouldn't say authenticity because I watch reality shows and that's the furthest thing from reality shows. But there's only so much you can say without giving a reveal of how the season turned out. So you're skirting around all the issues. And two, I just don't like Jamie Otis. And it's not because she's a bad person or she did anything. She's just not my cup of tea. I've never vibed with her from the beginning. I just think she's a little extra. I don't know if you knew that she was on The Bachelor. That's where she started from. And now she just comes across as thirsty. I just want to check. And she's just so excited all the time. I don't do old people who are always happy, always excited and things like that. So she's just not my cup of tea. So. I'd rather skip. I'm always happy when people are making money. So I'm glad Jamie <laughs> is still getting her checks from Married <laughs> at First Sight. They're doing Unfiltered by, you know, Zoom call, like every other live TV thing these days. So Brett and Woody were there together. Um, Pastor Cow videoed in and Jamie videoed in. The only, like, you know, from a half hour, you know, Woody was wearing a t-shirt that said Black, Happy, and Married. <laughs> Once again, you're like, is that, an, is that a clue? Is that supposed to throw us off? I don't know. But I did notice his t-shirt. Um, Pastor Cal continued with his... Um, I really think he can sometimes be an apologist for, for bad behavior. He really is. So <laughs> he, um, you know, Woody, he encouraged Woody to prove everybody wrong about his player vibe, but he did admit that he does have 
that vibe of someone who's a player, which is what, you know, we talked about that last week. The, you know, something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, Pastor Cal was like, both of these guys, you know, they basically, they have their issues, but the women can help them become who they could become. And I'm like, I don't, I, I think that's a little problematic. I think it's a little bit of a problem to say you're a problem and you need this good woman to fix you. Like yeah. those relationship dynamics sometimes cannot be very good. Yeah. Um, Brett's, Brett's defense of his behavior last week is that he's never cheated on anyone <laughs> and he called what he did flirting, which depends on the eye of the beholder. Um, <laughs> Pastor Cal, once again, you know, defending, he's a good guy. Um, I was very amused by what Pastor Cal had to say about Karen's reaction to finding out who Miles was last week. He said, the types that you've had haven't worked out. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. Your type is the unsuccessful dating record that you have. That is a quote. Ouch. (laughs) But he didn't lie, though, but ouch. I see no lies. Oh. <laughs> but that was harsh. That was that harsh. harsh. Jeez. You know, um, so that was unfiltered. Um, this week, you know, everybody gets married. Not everybody, though, but we had weddings. Wedding. What did you think of the weddings? So the weddings aren't usually my favorite part. Like I said, it's always happy. It's always nice. I mean, just like real life, right? It's always like these people love each other. You watch wedding videos. And then when they're going through a divorce, you're like, how did we get here? These are people who didn't marry at first sight. So now with married at first sight, it comes with the nerves. It comes with everything else. But the thing is, married at first sight, for those who've been watching, you know that they love to recap. They play the same things over and over. They come back from commercials. They replay the scene before again for five minutes. So usually they tend to drag things out. They have the big dramatic music, the ominous music playing in the background. And you're just like, oh, come on, guys. Let's just get on over with it. But the season has been two for two. It's like they found their pace and they're moving right along at a good pace. It wasn't, it didn't drag out. It was really actually nice to watch and it was enjoyable. I enjoyed every single person's wedding. But I will say that it's evolved over time. Like the things with the descriptions where the family and friends give a description of who they are from their perspective, that wasn't always on the show, but I think it's a nice touch. And I always used to wonder about schedule. I thought it was um, same location or different locations, different days or whatever it was. I wasn't sure what it was but I think last season in DC Mindy and Jessica ran into each other in the bathroom so I thought it was interesting that there were two weddings in the going on at the same time so that was pretty interesting but I think the best thing about the weddings is always trying to clock their first reactions because it's always hilarious and I think it has to be nerve-wracking for the groom to walk down and everyone's judging you but the best part is always the group the bride's the bridesmaids and the bride's friends because they're always like sizing the guys up either like oh or it's like oh he's cute we approve and then it's like the parents are usually mean mugging they have like a stern face and it's just I think that's the favorite part for me it's just copying first reactions and I think it's always nice to see what the groom feels like or sees when she walks on the aisle what her first reaction is and i say groom because i don't think they show a lot of the bride's first reaction it's more what they say afterwards but again in the u.s edition i think they edited so much we don't really get the true first reaction but i will say for the australian it's always fun because 
you honestly can't hide what they think. You can see when they don't find them attractive and you can see when they do find them attractive. But in general, that's how I feel about the wedding episode. But for this episode, I actually really enjoyed all the weddings. I enjoyed the wedding. I love weddings. The dress, the decoration, the guests, their reactions. Um, I there's Weddings are emotional and... I always, you know, regular weddings are emotional. These married at first sight weddings are on the same level, yeah. if not even more, because people have that like I don't know this person, yeah, um, stress. Um, and you can see, especially in this episode, you could see like the family and friends. It's very beautiful in a sense. Like people really, and that's usually missing from a lot of reality television. Is people have a community, people have a family, people have friends. Yeah, and this show actually does a good job of showing how that community can react to your life decisions, yeah. which is more true to life than a lot of other reality shows. Yeah. So I really, I enjoy that aspect of sort of seeing a whole person. You see a whole person on a wedding day and I, I like it. Um, It doesn't, it gives very few indications about what the future holds for these couples because people do tend to be, you know, the adrenaline and the happiness all really come through and the problems don't start until later. Yeah. Um, so it's not a good indication as to whether this is a good match, but it's good to see, you know, they get together for the first time, they have their first conversation, and it's it's a springboard for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So we pick up where we left off. If you recall, or if you didn't watch it all, the episode ended last week with Karen telling a producer, pulling a producer aside and telling hyperventilating and telling the producer that, she got a text that wasn't meant for her. And now she knows who her groom is. And she's checked him out on his little Instagram stories. And he's not someone she would be with or pick. And she doesn't know what to do. And just basically just going off the deep end. Like she doesn't know what to do, but she knows who it is. His first and his last name. And then the producer is all like, oh, it depends what you want to do. You just let me know. And I just thought that was hilarious for anyone who knows reality show producers to make it seem like, you know, she has a saying what's going to happen. But I mean, clearly we've seen the picture, so we know she goes ahead with it. And she's just panicking. And it was just crazy to me how they had different experiences because Miles, on the other hand, is just like, I can't wait to meet my wife. I'm so excited. Like um, Aid said in the last episode, he's pretty much made this journey so far more about her. Um, even though he doesn't know who it is, but he's been pretty um, focused on her. And then it was re- really cute um, when Miles' dad was coming up to him, making it lighthearted, giving him advice and saying, marriage is like a bank account. You want to put in more than you take out. So like deposits versus withdrawals. I, I'm glad you used the word panic because that's what I was trying to differentiate. Like there's nerves, there's worry, um, there's excitement, and then there's panic. And yeah. that panic was what I was feeling off of her. It was like making me uncomfortable as I was watching. I, I just felt stressed yeah. watching her. Yeah. Um, and I, I did love, you know, Miles' dad's advice. That was some good marriage advice. <laughs> I was very curious to see if they would give Miles a heads up about the situation of Karen knowing who he was. Yes. Um, and they chose not to, so that at least he could have the married at first sight experience. Yeah. But yeah. Was- they made like a really big moment about Miles having a tissue. Like they really played up that music 
and it was cute, but it was also like not that big of a deal. <laughs> um, I think it was just I was just annoyed by Karen. Like I said, I think I'm just transferring my annoyance from episode one, where it's like this is not for you. She had the dress on, and she still wasn't sure. And then her mom was saying, "Oh, Karen is quiet. She doesn't like attention." But you got on a reality show. Like I think she's frustrated. With this. It's like well, now is not the time to take a risk. Not on this. But I just felt like we had to know, or I think we they owed us what happened because they just skipped. And when I say what happened, I mean we find out later what happened. But I think they skipped how she went from being hysterical and panicking to her wearing a dress and deciding to walk down the aisle. That's a huge gap in between like yes we know producer manipulation is probably part of it but i just think they should have run us through how she overcame that because there was such a huge gap on there what did you think i well first off i don't think they want to show us their producer manipulations yeah I mean, um, they don't want us to see how they convince that girl to walk down that aisle and i do with reality tv i do think you know as human beings you do have a what you want to do i would really love to study and i know the tv show unreal has kind of given us a little bit mm-hmm. how do you convince someone who is clearly in a state not wanting to do this that it's a perfectly good idea for them to walk down the aisle and i don't think they use like threats and intimidation like oh you signed a contract we're going to sue the hell out of you what exactly do you say to someone to get them to do things like that because something was said there was a process that was had. I don't know if her bridesmaids or her mom or anybody else kind of like got in her ear, but you're right. Something happened between, I don't know if I want to do this and here I am with the dress on about to walk down the aisle. You see, my problem with Married at First Sight also, you talked about Pastor Kyle on Unfiltered. I feel like for a show that's so deep and is such a huge decision, a step in the people's lives, it's pretty surfaced. In general, in my life, I'm not like a surface person. So this just always like irks me, like dig deeper. Like no one asked her him being emotional. Why is that an issue for you? Like not to say she doesn't have a right. Like if that is her issue and she thinks like that, she doesn't like that. But the question, the next obvious question to me is why don't you like someone who's emotional? What exactly is the issue with that? None of that was asked. Like, they just kept, you know how they replayed things over and over again and kept saying he's too emotional. So, okay, well, the next thing is, why is he, why is he being emotional an issue for you? But it is what it is. But the wedding comes out and Miles comes back. I think Miles' pants were a tiny bit too short. But we <laughs> And they walked out and then suddenly she's fine and she makes it down the aisle. They said during their vows, Miles was just everything here. He was supportive. He was understanding. And then Karen has a breakdown. She literally just starts crying, like not crying, like sobbing in between it. And guys, I know I'm a terrible person, but I rolled my eyes. I'm just like, oh, this is what I didn't want in episode one because I can just see this in the honeymoon. Oh, I just need space. I don't know you, even though you're my husband. It just, it's just stalling. So, but you know, okay, so back to how wonderful Miles is. Um, I will say that I am trying, usually I would be all up in my Reddit boards, reading all the information, looking at all the screenshots from social media that people find. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that this year because I'm just not doing that. 
I did scroll past the headline that made Miles seem less wonderful than he is, mm-hmm. which honestly to me just says, well, I have a theory about why that ends up happening, but we'll just, I'm going to roll with the show. Yes. Um, but Miles, you know, <laughs> and they're not spoilers though. They're just like, they're not spoilers. They're just, in my opinion, they're more like trying to stake out, trying to save your reputation before the show airs, okay. whether it's necessary or not. Okay. And who's doing it? Exes, someone you broke up with, like who is putting this type of information out there? Oh. Um, I'm being very like cagey. So if anybody's looking for it, there's some stuff on the Reddit board for Married at First Sight. If you want to go find it, I didn't read it, but it, it didn't. I just was the minute I saw it, I was just like, who's putting this out there? Anyway, but Miles went to her mom and was like, she'll be taken care of. I thought that was a beautiful moment. And the way he said it, it's just he seems very genuine. Um, he comes through with the tissue when she has her breakdown. They definitely hyped that up. I'm like, it's nice that he had a tissue and he gave it to her. Yeah. But the way the editing, it was like he had just like given her a CPR and she'd had a heart attack. Like <laughs> it was it wasn't that deep. Um question though, if you were a bridesmaid, would you have told her? You know, I was gonna ask you that question and I was thinking about that um as I was watching. I feel like my first reaction is no, I wouldn't, because that's the whole purpose of the experiment. She said she's going out of her comfort zone. But the other part of it is what if it doesn't work out? And my friend finds out that I knew and she's all, why didn't you tell me? So till now, I don't think I have an answer as to what I would do, to be honest. Do you? I wasn't sure either, but I also know that I'm a fan of this show. So like, you know, I I feel like I have an understanding of what it's supposed to be. So if I was a bridesmaid, am I like, well, I want my friend to have the authentic experience? Or, you know, my first loyalty is to my friend and whatever information I have, I need to share with her. But what I still, I mean, we're never going to find out, like you said, but I think ultimately it is just, everything is just confusing. Even if someone was texting the bridesmaid, why would the bridesmaid have the groom's first and last name. It was production texting who they, I'm sure they sent a text like, oh, you're one of the groomsmen for blah, 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 Miles da, da, da's wedding. Information that you need to have about like production, blah, 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 blah. And they sent it to her bridesmaid instead of sending it to his groom's. Oh, that's true. Because she did say when they were speaking, I do like that segment they have after they get married, where they go and they chat. And she did mention um when she she did mention to miles that she didn't know who she was and that's how we find out what happened she says oh it was a text meant for one of your groomsmen and then it was sent to my bridesmaid um instead but um i think they had chemistry the photos were cute i think she was still stiff but again that's her role this season she's going to be they have those types every season so that's going to be her so um the question I did have was like, I did mention this last episode where I said, Miles seems too good to be true, that I don't know if it's a setup or something. Because the thing about the show is you can only hide whatever personality for so long and it's going to come out. And again, Woody is his best friend, which made me think that it's crazy that if they are quote unquote best friends, they're not at each other's weddings. So it goes back to what I was thinking, where are they being shot on the same day? Because if not, why couldn't he be at the wedding? I, I don't know. But yeah, I just thought, so we're best friends. And we're, if this works out, 
we were not at each other's wedding. I would say whether it's the same day or not, if I was production and like you don't part of this is having the people part of reality television is putting people in situations where they don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. So if if Woody went to, you know, Miles's wedding, then he knows kind of what his experience will be and they don't want that. So I'm sure part of the deal was that they couldn't go to each other's weddings. Okay. Do you think a Miles reaction when Karen told him that she knew who he was? Do you think I mean he sounded disappointed? Do you think it was just like he said it in a jokey way. Do you think he was really actually disappointed? Yeah. But I also, like, Karen did much better in that conversation than I thought she was going to do. Like, she was very, yeah, I saw your Instagram and I saw your face, but I don't know you. And the only way I'm going to get to know you is if I walk down the aisle, marry you and go through this process. Yeah. I was I was actually happy with her for once. <laughs> I think was um, honest about she eased in and he made her. Um, feel comfortable and I should add just for the, the listeners that the kiss part I always find interesting he did Miles being the gentleman asked may I and she said on the cheek I usually roll my eyes at people who do on the cheek I'm just like yes I get it but I mean just a little peck. I was annoyed a little peck on the lips is not gonna hurt anybody but she's- I was annoyed by that kiss on the cheek yeah I was like I was just annoyed I was like, dude, you guys got married. You walked down the aisle. Just kiss <laughs> It's Karen. Don't expect too much. But yeah, I thought they were. I hope, I hope we don't spend this whole season annoyed with Karen. Well, it's <laughs> Hating on Karen. I think the last time I felt this way was with Jamie. Well, maybe not, but maybe she stands out. And it still stands how many years later. So um, I think Miles, again, has a different best friend who gave a speech. So I don't know. Reality shows through the word best friends like it's nothing. So um, I thought his speech was funny and really nice. So um, it was a nice wedding all around. Their first dance was cute. Like Karen seemed the most relaxed that she'd been. And even her mom, I think, looked better. I think I forgot to mention, like, the part where her mom was saying, I think at some point she was freaking out, and her mom was like, we're not going to do that. And I was just, like, thinking, I think (laughs) Karen's mom is just annoyed by her daughter's (laughs) character. Like, she said, why are you quiet? Why are you, what is the problem, child? Get it together. So, (laughs) but I think her mom is so cool. I think she looks really good um, at the wedding. The thing about, and this will be true for every couple, like, do you learn that people really like their friends and family and think very highly of them? Everybody. This is true for everybody on earth. Yeah. You should be concerned if someone comes to a wedding and can't find someone to get up there and say nice things about them. But like, that's just a, a basic human thing. Yeah, I agree. That was all I had for them. Did you have any, any other thoughts? No, no, Karen and Miles, good for you. Glad you got married. Can't wait to see what happens next. I know, I'm glad. Truly, I'm what happens next with these two. <laughs> so our next couple is so Olivia on- and Brent. She was so much chiller than Karen. I was like, look at you with your calm self. I know, she's just been ready. I, but I told you, she creeps me out a little bit. Like, I just... I I can't put my finger on it, but I mean, she seems sweet and I already feel sorry for her because she's with someone like Brett. Because my opinion of Brett is Brett is the kind of person who will go to a club without telling her, get someone's number, 
gets confronted by his wife and he'll say, I mean, I don't see what the harm is. I took a number. I didn't sleep with her. At least I didn't sleep with her. And, you know, that's my impression of so when So his earlier defense that he's never actually cheated, you're like, but he's done other stuff. I can feel it. It's not even that. It's just like you do something terrible and then you counter with something more terrible and say, at least I didn't do that. Doesn't change the fact that what you did was terrible. So he seems like a gaslighter. So um, anyways, we'll go back. Olivia is excited. Olivia's like, wedding is here. I just want to be in love. I just want it to work. And she's sipping on the champagne. And then her dad walks in and she looks a lot like her dad. I don't know if you noticed that, but I felt like she looked a lot like her dad. And <laughs> I didn't notice. So, I did not notice that she looked like I did not notice that she looked like her dad. I didn't see it, but I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying and, attention. Um there was a moment that they had, which was the lamest product placement I've ever seen with the people who made the rings. Oh dad, did you see the diamonds, diamonds direct? direct. Really nice. I have here diamonds direct commercial. <laughs> And then I was like, do they only get one? Because I know they provided rings for everybody, but that was the only diamond. Look, Dad, I got this ring from Diamonds Direct. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they knew that it would be overkill if they did it for every single wedding. So they just she was the lucky one that had to do it. And then were you surprised? Because for me, I was surprised when she said, when she saw her dad and she got emotional. And she's like, I'm not a huge crier. And I'm like, you're not? You have huge crier written all over you. Which is weird because she did cry the rest of this but episode. People don't know how much. <laughs> they don't. And they don't know how much everybody else cries. So they're like, oh, I cry once a week. I'm not a huge crier. Maybe they assume everybody else cries every day. Um, we did see them exchange gifts. Or we saw her gift, but we didn't see I don't think the, not everyone did gifts. Her, she gave him a gift, but I don't think it was an exchange. I don't think he did. This is my always my, once again, it's a question because... In previous years, it looks like everybody exchanged gifts. And I think they maybe they were told to or it was, you know, producer mm-hmm. mentioned it. I do think they exchange gifts, but if there's nothing to talk about, they just don't show it to us. Um, the star thing, I was like, oh, that's fine. Um, he seemed to like the nerdy part of it. I, I had to mention this, even though it's so silly, that whole cummerbund thing. Like I had to wear a cummerbund for choir back in junior high. And I never understood what the effect the cummerbund was supposed to create. So I totally understood that whole do we wear the cummerbund? Do we not wear the cummerbund? It was small, but I don't know what that is. A cummerbund is that thing that you wear, like with a tuxedo. <laughs> it like goes around your waist, but it's not a belt. Oh. It's weird. His relationship with his brothers. I couldn't decide if star naming was a good gift. I mean, I thought it was clever and cute, but I think I agree with Brett that it was a nerdy thing. But then I also couldn't decide on his reaction because he was like. Oh, that's a good gift. It's thoughtful. But then that's fool on nerd. So I didn't know, was he mocking it or was he appreciating it? I couldn't tell. His relationship with his family. When families say we pick on each other all the time, I have never found that to be entertaining yep. or cute or a great way to relate with yep, people. It just makes, like, I'm like, especially since he's the youngest, I'm just like, so what do you guys do? Just pick on the youngest yeah. all the time? I don't like that vibe. Yeah, the vibe I get, and his brother was just extra, is kind of like, we don't know how to communicate, so we're going to hide behind teasing and creating more therapy time for my family members. I I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd have to talk to someone who has a family with that vibe to understand it. But, I, like, I don't get it. I, what is what is the point of making fun of people? Like, not to make, like, 
I don't know. Families make fun of each other. But to say, like, that's how we show love, I'm like, uh, I don't know. About yeah, that. that's exactly what I'm saying. It's just we don't know how to communicate, so we're going to hide behind that rather than talk about actual what is going on, and then you internalize it and it comes out in different ways. And like I said, therapy time. So I... I loved that two of her bridal party were in beautiful. Absolutely. I had that down too. I was like, they looked amazing in it. It was great. It was so cool. And like, generally, I think navy is kind of like, eh, it's it's one of my favorite colors. I don't know about it as like a main central um, wedding color without another color. But I loved all of her navy, like her mom's navy dress, the one bridesmaid in the dress. It is. My brother wore blue tux for his wedding, so... But I love her mother's hair. I love her hair, Trish. It's just all white and it's so full and so fluffy, but I like her mom's hair. I agree. Um, and I loved it when she leaned over and said, that's what I'm going to look like when I was like, yep, because her mom is really pretty. Yeah. Um, Did you notice that Brett has a weird mouth thing that he does? First of all, he no. talks like he's gritting his teeth. Nothing against him. I mean, that's fine. But he does this thing where it's like he's grinding. I don't think he chews tobacco, but it's like he's grinding his teeth and it's just moving. I always notice weird things, but yeah, I was like, am I noticing it or am I crazy? But let us know if you did notice it. So for the wedding and the walking down the aisle, what? No, I did not notice it. But what did you think? Um, it was fine. I was a little nervous because I didn't know if Brett would find her attractive. Like I mentioned, that initial moment sets the tone for whether they want to continue or power it through because some of these people are just focused on being attracted to the person. I did, um, I was a little apprehensive because when the brothers were sitting and talking, they were picking on each other and speaking about working out. I'm like, why are they showing us this scene? Is this going to mean something? But um, there was a lot of dramatic and ominous music for Brett and Olivia. So I think it made me just apprehensive about everything. But um, I found it cool that, you know, Brett had a good reaction, I think. Once again, I do think that they edited, but I don't know. But I feel like when she walked down the aisle, he smiled and he generally seemed happy with what he saw. And the same thing with Olivia. She looked really pretty, actually. Um, everything. I like that her makeup was subtle and it just en- enhanced her features. I liked that Brett didn't read his vows. I don't think we see that a lot. He did that from memory. Wow. You're right. I didn't even notice yeah. that. Good job. <laughs> yeah, he did. So I thought like these, the first conversations that they have are so reminiscent of like every first date that I've been on. <laughs> It's like, you have cats, I have cats. You like to work out, I like to work out. It's just, all of these similarities are so surface and don't really get to the heart of like who people are. So, I mean, you got to have the conversation. Oh, what do you do for work? I'm a da-da-da. Like, it's just so, I hate it. Yeah, but again, (laughs) I really hate it. And then it's after you just made the biggest decision, arguably, of your life. Where are you? What are you going to say? But I thought Olivia's like where Karen and Miles in that conversation were, it seemed to flow. I think Olivia and Brett was a little uncomfortable because there was a lot of silences. It's like, come on, Brett, jump in anytime now. And it's like he wanted to answer questions and not ask questions. But I think the whole cat thing helped a lot 
because she pretty much her eyes just go wide oh my god you have cats and then they got excited about it and i think they eventually started flowing i think so i just find that wow it's because i'm not a pet person when people have these deep deep feelings for oh my god you have cats and i have cats i'm like really but you know to each their own to each their own and maybe that will turn out to be like a key for them is having cats and it's common ground but i was i was really happy for them that they found each other attractive i think i just want every couple to find each other attractive from the beginning because whether or not it's shallow it gives an incentive as to why they should keep going one other thing that i noticed her eyebrows one was really arched and then one was curved but i kept looking at it you are so into (laughs) eyebrows meanwhile i'm like no i don't notice eyebrows i barely notice makeup i only notice makeup if it's really bad otherwise i'm like oh you had makeup on your face it's either there or no i noticed not just eyebrows i noticed a lot of that's why i was telling you i was like um miles pants were short Brett has this mouth thing and all of that. I always notice, I'm always the one, like, continuity, like, in a movie or something like that. I'm like, she didn't have this shoe on last thing. Why does she have a different pair of shoes now? I always notice all the little things, so it's distracting. Then. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all I had for them. Like, I was just glad. I think that was two for two with two people who were happy with what they saw. Well, do we classify Karen as happy with what she saw? I don't know, because she just had an about turn, and we don't know why, but... So now we are on to Amani and Woody. Woody was good. I mean, I finally felt some seriousness from Woody. Like he had sort of the same vibe as Miles with like, you know, the mom's there giving advice. Are you sure? I'm checking on you. Like weddings are just so emotional. Yeah. But I think it was hilarious. Like in the beginning when we were showing him getting ready, Woody says, I just want to know how my wife functions and smells. I'm like, what an interesting choice. <laughs> I remember that. function and smells side by side and I was like wow and then they cut to Amani and Amani's like I just hope it's not someone that's not too much I'm like Ooh. <laughs> the pre-wedding stuff for them there wasn't much interesting there I guess like they just kind of got ready her friend saying like I've never been to jail please lord let him be good so I don't have to go to jail I'm just like oh that's the type of thing I would say about one of my Oh, friends. okay. Well, let's talk about that. Because I was just like, I feel like that friend was doing too much. I almost even thought, is she in love with her? Because it was just a lot of, oh, I don't know. Okay, we get it. You love your friend. Okay, back, back. It was a lot. It was crazy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Because I love her. Because I'm like, okay. And some people are very protective of their friends. There are certain friends of mine that I'm like, it just feels like if you hurt them, I would have to kill you. So I understand that sentiment. I mean, I should. I don't know why I'm saying that because um, when I got married, You're my friend? best friend threatened. She's like, I know where you live. I can find you. And I keep you We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So that, that was normal to me. But this one didn't. Well, this one, she kept saying it over and over again. And I'm just like, okay, we get it. You have loyalty to her. But I don't know. I don't know if it was hammed up for the cameras, but who knows? Because I mean, they're just getting used to the cameras at this point. So, and there are people who want to be featured, maybe. Maybe I'm reading too much into it and it wasn't even that deep. But moving on, I did like Woody's frames though. What did you think? They were they were very stylish. <laughs> they were very stylish. They were much, but they were stylish. I thought it was cute that his um, mom and his grandma kept grilling him. Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay, you look like you're sure. Are you sure? So, 
And I thought when Woody gave us more, but it's so funny, like Miles is branded as the emotional one. And the entire time we didn't see him cry. Woody, we saw cry a lot because the first one was when he actually cried because he has a fear of not being the husband that he wants to be. I thought that was just a normal human fear and a good, you know, window into who Woody is. Like, I feel like, including me, maybe we judged him from his extraness and maybe his extraness, you know, defense mechanism, who knows. I felt like his extraness was being channeled in a different direction this week. Like his extraness last week was being channeled into showing us Woody, Woody, Woody. And his extraness this week was like, I really, really want to be married and be a good husband. I'm taking this very seriously. This is a huge commitment. Like it was, it was interesting. Yeah, I think it was. So he walks down the aisle and shame on me. All her bridesmaids are like, oh, he's nice. He's this. And I was like, oh, okay. No one said anything about his height. So it, I am the one with the problem who's judging him. <laughs> you are. But he's like, but everyone was happy about that. And Amani, you know, Amani has a, Amani is very nasal. I don't know if you noticed like her voice, but she has also has that New Orleans accent built, which makes it seem like she's singing a song every time she talks. And I really like it. I've always liked the New Orleans accent. But I thought it was interesting. She was really nervous. She's like, why do you guys make me do this? And then she had a guy as her best man also. And I found it interesting that her dad and her stepdad gave her away. But her dad did the first part halfway through. And her stepdad was the one who did the final giveaway and handed her over to Woody. Did you think that was interesting or is that how, I just thought the dad would be the one to give away and not the stepdad, or did I miss something about her relationship with both of them? They have not mentioned anything about her relationship with both of them. Clearly she's she's very close to both of them and they seem cool with each other in that scene where they were sitting around. Who knows? I mean, people's life stories can be pretty complicated. So, you know, how long has her dad been a presence versus her stepdad? Who does she see as her father figure? She definitely involved them both, which I think was nice. But I've heard of the whole someone walks through halfway and someone finishes no, it off. There's different. It's a lot to have three people coming up. No, no, no. I don't. I'm fine with both of them giving away. It was just the order in which it was. I would think her dad, assuming they have a good relationship, would be the one to do the final lap to hand over to Woody. I think. It, I mean, they didn't tell us, but I assume that her relationship with her stepfather might be closer than no. her dad. And that's why yeah, 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 I know. I'm just saying, like, because we don't have any background that I found it interesting that her stepdad was the one that gave her away. And I will say the nice thing about this show is I feel like that question will probably be answered at yeah. some point. I feel like it'll come up, this relationship with her dads or something. But anyway, um, my, uh, so from the ceremony itself, what do you um, I think it went well. I think all the weddings, um, the most part went well. I think they had good chemistry. I think um, Woody showed his extraness. He was just really extra. He kept saying left hand gang, referring to their rings and party. And I think he was actually channeling his nervous energy, but came out in a playful way. I like the fact that they kissed and he did ask, being a gentleman. And again, I was excited that they found each other attractive. It just puts me in a good mood when they find each other attractive. And Woody's excitement was cute. I think Woody was very excited, you know, 
to get married. So, yeah. I think the thing about the excitement, like, and I know who I am, that level of excitement would annoy me, but she seemed to enjoy it. And that's all that matters. It's like she she could, like, receive his excitement yeah. and, like, be happy about it and not be like, why are you like this? Something that I absolutely loved about their ceremony is that they jumped the broom. And for those of you who don't know what jumping the broom is, at the end of the ceremony, they jumped over a broom. Um, and this tradition, um, you know, has its roots. No one's quite sure exactly where it originates from, but it does have a place in African-American culture. Uh, during slavery, slaves were not allowed to legally wed. And so the way that they like celebrated the ritual of marriage was that they jumped over the broom. Um, and once slavery was over um, and they were pe black people were allowed to legally wed, they kind of didn't do that tradition much anymore because they had the legal tradition of marriage. Um, but then when Roots came out in the 70s, um, we saw um, that tradition happen in Roots. And so a lot of African-Americans have restarted the tradition of jumping over the broom. Mm -hmm. I love yes, it. Yes, it was. It was nice to incorporate that. Although my thought was, why didn't did Miles and Karen do that? They didn't, right? I just assumed either Amani um, or Woody had asked for that to be part of their ceremony. But yeah, it was cute. I like their post conversation. I think that conversation even made me look at Woody in a different light. And I think the experts, as much as I give them a lot of crap, they did focus a lot on similarities this season, like at least to have like a good head start with them. So they're both like in the education. And then to your point, Amani did bring up, okay, I see you're being extra flirty right now. And he's like, oh, should I fall back? She goes, no, I'm cool with it. I'm enjoying it. So, I mean, I guess, I think we've seen seasons in the past where the bride is like, I can't even tell if he's into me or if he likes what he sees. So it's always better to have a lot and know like his way into it and all that. So, and I thought the ceremony was nice and the reception was nice. I, Woody's cousin's speech, I, that was, that, that was very heartfelt. Oh, it was so emotional. Very heartfelt. And then, you know, and then we get Woody crying again, but you could just tell there was a lot of love. I will say this, I enjoyed the montage of all the couple's first dance. Because they didn't, they they started showing it at the same time of all of them, and they all seemed happy. Like in real life at weddings, I'm always like, "What are couples talking about when they're doing their first dance?" And it was true to form for each of them. They were talking about different things. Woody and Amani just seemed to have chemistry. She was comfortable. Um, Olivia and Brett were as comfortable as they could be because I don't even think they were dancing to the beat, but you know, they were together. And then at some point, I think it got a little awkward because they did the whole clinking of the glasses and they're supposed to kiss. And Brett is like, oh, what's that we're supposed to? Do we have to? Olivia's like, well, only if you want to. We don't have to be. Brett's like, okay, we can't. I'm like, oh my God. That was a lot of conversation, but just, just a little slight peg. But I did like how um, they shot that for all of them and everyone just seemed comfortable. Even Karen was comfortable. I did notice in one of the shots that they had one of those cameras that hang from the ceiling at the wedding mm -hmm. so they could get that really good shot of them dancing on the dance floor. <laughs> these, are, these are the things that I noticed. <laughs> I didn't see that one. So, But yeah, so all in all, I think they all had um, good weddings and then it came up to the last couple. The couples are supposed to be the match made in weirdo heaven. 
Amelia and Bennett. My, I don't know why I'm so annoyed with the two of them. Uh, so first thing I see about her is I'm like, why do you have a bird's nest on your head? And then she references, I have a bird's nest on my head. And I was like, but why? <laughs> why? Um, you know, uh, his mom was just like way too much. I could almost see him being like, lady, like chill. What did you think of his gift? Oh, the rock. See, that was a cute gift. I was in this place, this beautiful pebble. She loved it. Her bridesmaids loved it. It was a good gift. I was going through Twitter and someone was like, oh, he's broke. He didn't have anything else to give me. <laughs> <laughs> he got from there. And I was just like, I cannot believe this girl has a bird's nest in her hair. But you know what? <laughs> you know who walked in with something similar? Her mom. And I'm just like, she's definitely her mom's daughter. Just as Bennett is his mother's son. His mother has big anxious energy, big stern energy. And I'm just, yeah. And she kept the pit hair, guys. It didn't go away. It was there. <laughs> so in their pre, it's funny because there was a lot of time taking on their pre stuff. Maybe it was because of the end of the episode, but it just, I just don't have very many impressions. It was like, you. the only thing I said is the worst bridesmaids dresses I have ever seen. I liked life. it. <laughs> Oh. I was like, is this I like is this a Mardi Gras themed wedding? Like on her side only though? No, I did like it. Like, you know, I just, when I will say, so to visualize for anyone that didn't watch it, it was three different fringe dresses. You know, the kinds like when you think of um, Tina Turner, Proud Mary, the ones that swish back and forth. It was red, blue, and yellow or so. And then it was two people supporting one person on a unicycle. And that's how they came down the aisle. And as they came down the aisle, you should have seen Bennett's mother's face. She's just like, what? Is and that is the appropriate reaction to have what? for such a thing. <laughs> Bennett was just so, like, okay, I, this is going to be a weirdo, but even I, I don't know if I can handle this. But it reminded me of what you said in episode one, where people, are you weird because you're weird? Or are you weird because of the attention? And I'm getting that energy from Amelia. Like Amelia loves to fall in love with strangers or something like that. And I'm like, how can that sentence come out of your mouth about your child? And like, we take her seriously. <laughs> but yeah, I got that energy from what you said about Amelia, where it's like, is it the attention that she likes or is she really weird? So they get to, you know, they turn the corner. Amelia starts running down the aisle. And what do we get, Tane? What do we get? We get Bennett give us a huge smile. She smiles and I'm like, okay, they're feeling each other. And she whispers to her mom, I've met him before. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so they get to the front of the aisle. And he's like, good. They hug each other. Good to see you. Uh, it said, I can't remember who said it, but someone's like, good to see you. Then someone turns to the officiant and is like, we've met before. <laughs> it's like, ooh. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, then the episode ended and we get to see, you know, we could see that he was like, I gotta like change my vows because I've <laughs> met you before. And apparently probably the vows, like it was, it was a moment. Um, but that was our cliffhanger where we get to see what exactly is, so they've met before. I don't know. I would love to hear how and where. I, I think they're doomed because they've met before. I, I'm trying to, uh, for some reason, I'm thinking they tried it and it didn't work. And I want to know why it didn't work. But it doesn't sound like 
it was like they met before, but it wasn't rem- like it was platonic. I don't know why. Um, I'm sure it was platonic, but okay. the thing about getting married at first sight is that if you, not that, okay, not that every person you see, you think to yourself, should we get married? But like, you met each other before and didn't have the type of energy to like date or whatever. And then you meet again and you're getting married. But it's kind of like, I already passed you over once before the first time I met you. Yeah, but like Pastor Carl said, where have your choices led you to? Tis the truth, tis the truth. Because so um, did you watch any of the preview for next week? I did, but... If you remember okay. the Dallas season where David... Yeah. issue with her dating one of his friends that's a chance I, I don't know if people consider that when you decide to go on a show like this this is you know part of yeah you're I mean you're talking about a dating pool in one city so people around similar ages similar education levels like you're bound to run into each other Kate and Luke from Philadelphia had also met each other before except for only one of them remember. But I think the one last thing about Amelia and Bennett, the one thing was when he was talking with his groomsmen and he was like, he's excited to be intimate with a woman. And they were like, oh man, how long has it been? And I'm expecting like years or something. He's like, oh, this has been half a year, six months. I'm like, okay. Okay, so Bennett has a good sexual drive. That's all I heard. <laughs> so, but yeah, but other than that, I'm looking forward to seeing how they've known each other, but knowing reality show, they probably just have a mutual friend or something. And it's nothing as big as I've built up in my mind. So. so for the preview for next week, we can't trust a preview, but Christina does not look good next week. She looks a little, I don't want to say the term like bridezilla, but I guess she was taking a selfie and she didn't want to move from the spot that she was at. So she yelled at her bridesmaids to move away so she could take her picture. I'm like, I'm just going to chalk it up to editing until I see the episode next week. This is true, but I think Christina is also in the same bucket as Karen, where this is not a situation for you. You're an anxious person. You get, you know, you need time to warm up and you just come here and this is not, like, she's going to have an issue with the cameras. Like, all those people who always have issues with the cameras. I'm just like, you're already doing something stressful. It's going to be on camera. You know that ahead of time. And yet you still act like this is brand new information. You know, yeah, you're right. But I also, who on this earth, who is prepared to get married at first sight with a bunch of cameras around? I feel like a normal human reaction is their reactions, even if they are a bit much. I I get that. But I'm also like, you should also know your capabilities. Like, I know for sure I cannot do the show because I cannot deal with it. Like, you should just know, like, listen, if you reacted like that for a bachelorette, I don't know what else you can't do. (laughs) This just is not for you. And then it's not like, again, she's just like unhappy. She throws this huge, her face just looks like she drank spoiled milk. And she acts like the world just ended and they threw her in a room full of coronavirus infected people. And it's never that big of a deal. And I'm just like, Christina, please. Um, Every week, we will be giving a bouquet to our top couple and top individual and or individual of the week. And we will also give burnt ashes to the bottom couple and or individual of the episode. So A, who would you say was your top couple for the week? My bouquet of the week goes to, it does not go to a couple, it goes to an individual, it goes to Brett for having the biggest turnaround since last week. Last week, I didn't think much of Brett. 
This week, I think a little bit better. So he gets the most improved bouquet of the week. Who is your bouquet of the week? So I have a couple and a person. My bouquet couple goes to Amani and Woody. I just think they really enjoyed their wedding. It's always nice to see because I'm sure this is not anyone's dream wedding per se. Like it was really small and, you know, last minute production and not having so much involvement. But they really seemed like they had a good time and I really enjoyed that. And my top person was Woody. Woody gave me realness. Woody gave me personality. Woody gave me depth this season. And I really bought into the fact that he's really about that life and he wants to do it. Okay. All right. So who's your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes bottom couple was Bennett and Amelia. And Brent was my bottom person too. Only because I didn't quite like how he, I mean, overall it was good. But I didn't quite like his reaction when they were talking after the wedding. Like he, he was like, give some more. And I mean, he seemed pleased, but his, his body language wasn't always aligning with what he was saying. So just more room. I think they were the most awkward of the group. It wasn't as natural as the three people we saw um, get married before. My burnt because. ashes for the week was those bridesmaids dresses and that unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like that dress. I don't know. I liked it. I saw it and I was like, oh, it's different, but I actually do like it. Like unicycle and the person. I just, I cannot. I cannot have bridesmaids coming down the aisle in a unicycle with those dresses on. Like this whole thing is a sideshow opposed to a wedding where two people are going to make a legal commitment to each other. I can't. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So that's our, that's our burnt ashes and bouquet of the week. Feel free to get on social media um, and tell us who your burnt ashes and bouquet of the week were and any other thoughts you have about Married at First Sight. Um, Next week, the couples go on their honeymoons. Rich Resort or Caribbean Island has sponsored this vacation this year, I wonder. (laughs) Yeah. I hope they get to go to an island. I remember in the earlier seasons where someone was like, you're going to Mexico. And then people like Jason and Courtney, you're going to the Poconos. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) Who was it? Davina and Sean went to like Colorado to freeze in the winter. I was like, what kind of honeymoon is this? Um, But back then they didn't used to meet. So now that they actually meet, it has to be in place. And I guess there's just a lot more activities you can do in a warm place so yeah i hope they have a good time i also wonder when this was shot uh, we need to look that up because eventually coronavirus is going to interrupt production so uh, we or maybe it won't i don't know i i don't think they finished the full eight weeks before coronavirus hit so okay well guys that's all we have for you this week we hope you enjoyed this please follow us on instagram and twitter it's at alto call m-a-f-s that's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. Leave any comments or questions that you may have. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating, please. And we also look forward to your reviews. And you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, uh, and all the other platforms. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week about episode three. Bye. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.